you prepared to survive at any cost? This is PlayStation Radio UK. and welcome to PlayStation Radio UK. My name is Ben, and joining me this week is Joel Gregory. Hey, Joel. Hi, how's it going? I'm doing very well. How are you? Very good, thank you. So for, for those listeners who don't know who you are, could you give a brief overview of who you are and what you do? Yeah, I find it very hard to believe there's anyone out there who doesn't know who I am. <laughs> it, well, it is ridiculous. I'm, um, I'm the deputy editor on the official PlayStation magazine UK, uh, where I've worked for just shy of three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I came on board as a staff writer back in 2010 and uh, sort of worked my way up the, uh, the slippery journalism ladder ever since. Nice. Did you stab a lot of people in the back? Yeah, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of credit stealing, browning, all of, you know, the classic moves. <laughs> of course. Of course. So could you take us through a, a vague overview of the production cycle of a magazine, how long it takes, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, we make 13 issues a year, so each one nominally has uh, four weeks dedicated to it, but then the offices close down at Christmas, so it's slightly less. So it's sort of a three and a half to four week process, depending on where we are in the year. Um, basically starts out with making um, what's called a flat plan, which is essentially um, the layout of the sections of the magazine on a piece of paper or you know, sort of digital these days. Um, mm-hmm. And then the various section editors, um, so various people handle, say, news or previews or reviews or features, um, put together their sections with the games that they're going to include. Um, you know, so if it's reviews, is probably the most obvious example. Uh, so, you know, whatever's going to be coming out during the time the magazine's on sale or just afterwards, um, decide what we want to get in there. And then it's really a case from there of speaking to publishers and PRs uh, and seeing, you know, what access we can get and when setting up interviews for news stories, um, for features and stuff like that. It will often involve studio visits or, you know, a trip to see something um, and then take it from there, really. And then it's a case of, you know, people by and large writing the words and then the art team lay out the pages and then there's a bit of back and forth and then it gets checked and double checked and triple checked and then eventually we send it to the printers. Brilliant. Brilliant. So how big is the team in total? So we've got um, our editor, Ben, uh, myself, um, Leon, who does the website primarily, we've got a news editor, a staff writer, a production editor, and then two guys in the art team. So I think that makes eight, right? Right. Okay. So it's quite a small team then. It's relatively small, although actually compared to some of the magazine teams, uh, it's not that small. I mean, it, it sort of varies. Some people use more freelancers and less full-time members of staff. Um, we use a bit of freelance, but we try and get as much stuff written in-house as we can because it helps to maintain the sort of tone and identity of the magazine, we feel. Right, right. So do you get to go to many events, go to studio visits, that sort of thing? Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of events uh, varying from, you know, transatlantic trips to, uh, you know, Treyarch or Ubisoft or something like that to... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
smaller preview events in London, which are inevitably in some sort of trendy Soho cinema bar <laughs> slash. I then went to an East End nightclub at 10 o'clock in the morning once, which is a very strange place. Wow. Um, nightclubs in the morning is a seriously surreal experience. <laughs> um, I mean, there's usually a couple of things a week, really. It just depends on what we want to cover, how much space we want to dedicate to it in the magazine uh, and that kind of thing. Um, with the sort of more exotic trips, we tend to send writers who are, you know, um, best suited to the game first and foremost, but then also spread it around a bit so everyone gets a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of love from the studios. But it's also a good chance to meet, um, you know, other journalists and PRs and stuff like that. And uh, it's just really a big part of the job is kind of building relationships and and obviously getting out there to see, you know, new games or, um, or whatever it might be. Hmm. So do you have a favourite place you've been? Where was the place you've been most recently? Um... My most recent trip, I haven't been out of the office that much this year because uh, Ben's away on um, paternity leave at the moment. So right. Shackled to my desk running for <laughs> I went to California just before Christmas to play, nice. get first hands on with Bioshock Infinite, um, wow. which was really good fun. So we were staying in, staying not far from uh, sort of Hollywood area and there was a, a hands on event. That was good. Um, my first transatlantic see the first Black Ops game mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. Uh, I got to go to my first trade show in the summer when I went to Gamescom in Cologne. That was really good. And I'll be doing my first E3 come June. So, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of um, a lot of good trip experiences. I mean, it is, you know, it's obviously a work thing, but you still get to see, you know, I got to go to Hong Kong and Tokyo and stuff. You still get to see some, some places that otherwise uh, my meagre journalist salary wouldn't expect. Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah. That's one of the perks. Yes, exactly. It it is a perk and it's you know, it's it's something nice, but like I say, we are some of the trips are crazy busy, you know, you'll land, do a studio tour and fly back, you know, the very next day and if you're going all the way to the west coast of America that's uh, that's quite the busy uh, couple of days. Mm. So you and your team do a do a monthly podcast as well. Uh, how how does that work? Do you have studios, that sort of thing? Um yeah, the um, the publishing company, Future Publishing, has um, a couple two or three I think sort of sound recording studios we're actually doing our next one um, tomorrow morning though mm-hmm. this is going out so it may be that may be completely irrelevant um, <laughs> yeah basically we, we book the studio um, Ben or I write the script um, and it's we try and release it every month to coincide with the date that the magazine uh, goes into the shelves right um, so we are discussing you know whatever's the latest cover game whatever the features are obviously um, this is the first one we've done since the big uh, PS4 reveal last month so it's going to be a lot of PS4 chat this time but mm-hmm. we enjoy doing them we get some nice feedback from them I think it gives readers a chance to I guess humanize the people who write the magazine slightly yes yeah voices and have us you know taking a piss out of each other and mucking around for an hour or so um, so I, I think it's a good thing to do you know it's uh, it's a bit of fun hopefully informative and um, yeah people seem to like it would you like to play a game? Uh, that really depends. That sounds like the start of a Saw movie. So. I know. It's not going to be that bad. If it's potentially embarrassing, let's maybe. But go on, let's try it. What is the game? Okay, this is a game I've dubbed Penny for Your Thoughts. Okay. <laughs>
I have a state-of-the-art timer on my phone. Now, I have topics, and I'm going to name them one by one, and you have 30 seconds just to say whatever you want. Just speak your mind on that topic. If any of them are hugely controversial, can I bat them with a no comment? Of course, yeah. I don't think... It's not going to be that bad. It's not that kind of interview. Sounds good. Right, so I have the first topic here. Are you ready? I am ready. This is 30 seconds on the clock. I don't have a buzzer. I don't have... I was going to say, you need to give me some sort of... I will will yell. Chicken noise or something. Okay, fine. Yes, yeah, I'll make a noise. Okay. It'll probably be stop. I'm not going to embarrass myself here. Oh, just embarrass me. Okay. (laughs) So, you ready? First topic. Yep. PS4. PS4, I was hugely impressed by what we've seen so far. Um, I think the social features uh, sound extremely innovative um, and forward-thinking. I think the Gaikai cloud streaming service is going to be a wonderful idea um, in terms of trying games on PSN, back catalogue, stuff like that. And although we haven't seen that many games so far, I think the launch lineup or the potential launch lineup is already looking really impressive. So, there we go. There we go. (laughs) I feel like I know everything now. Exactly. That's pretty comprehensive, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would read that in a magazine. Good. Well, that's good, because that's what I've written this month. (laughs) Just those words. Yeah, just that. PlayStation Vita. PlayStation Vita, um, I have a PlayStation Vita, it's a lovely bit of kit and there are actually some very, very good games for it. I think its problem is that there aren't enough high profile good games for it that utilise it in a manner that you couldn't get the same experience from your console um, sat at home. I think that's its main problem. I think with things like Tearaway and potentially Killzone, it could be a better year for it this time, but it does need some innovative games. It'll uh, not replicate home experiences. Give you something different. <laughs> good, good. And again, you just round it off so perfectly. You sure you haven't played this before? I haven't actually, but I feel like I'm a pro. <laughs> well, you're the first person to try it, and you are doing oh, extremely good. well. That's extremely good. well. Assassin's Creed Four. Assassin's Creed Four. Uh, I'm a little bit torn on because I was slightly disappointed by Assassin's Creed Three. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that there's another one coming around so quickly, and I'm very surprised that it's a fully numbered new Assassin's Creed rather than a sort of Revelation-style spin-off. However, I've spoken to three people who um, were there for the reveal and who have all been impressed to varying degrees with the ambition and the ideas. The fact that it doesn't have Connor in it's got to be a good thing, and everyone loves pirates, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, so. You're outstanding. You really are. <laughs> Thank you. You're too kind. Final point is the Harlem Shake. Oh dear, the Harlem Shake. Um, you know what? I I studiously avoided finding out what it was for I'd say at least a month after it broke. Uh, so I only found out about a week or two ago um, what it actually was, and since then I can't turn around or look at any website without seeing some new hilarious version of the Harlem Shake by someone famous or some sports team. I'm pretty sick of it. I heard the actual song in full the other day, and it's terrible. So, um, less Harlem Shake, please. Perfect. It's 30 seconds, bang on. Very good. There we go. Even though it was a little bit disjointed, although nobody will hear that in the edit, that was Penny for your thoughts. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I probably won't be doing that one again, to be honest. That's all right. It's uh, it's a decent format, I think. Come on. No, it's fine. Come on. It's a classic radio format. Give someone a time limit and make them talk. You know. Yeah, I think normally they do have a buzzer though, or something. They I don't think have you to should, say stop. You could do it with a buzzer and maybe like an intro jingle would really um, that would really sell it. Well, like a jingle or something. Yeah, like a classic sort of Chris Moyle style radio jingle. Okay, I'll see if I can get that sorted for the edit. Yeah. Okay, so back to a few more questions for you. 
So I was a massive fan of PSM3, which is obviously now dead, unfortunately. And uh, there's been a lot of talk for a long time about how online gaming journalism is encroaching on sort of the magazine space. Uh, what are your thoughts on that and how sort of official PlayStation magazine is going to continue from, from here on or if it's going to have to evolve? Well, I think we have evolved and we are evolving. Um, I mean, obviously the magazine in its current guise doesn't sell anything like it used to back in the days of official PlayStation 2 magazine. Um, and that's a shame. And it's highly unlikely that it'll reach those heights again. Um, however, you know, we launched the website, uh, oh, I guess about a year and a half ago, maybe slightly more. And that's been doing good traffic and steadily increasing in numbers. Um, the iPad version is doing well. Um, and, you know, we're always looking into ways to enhance that further. So I think we're evolving um, and we will keep trying to evolve on a sort of wider scale. It, it is a bit sad to see the, the decline of, of print journalism because, you know, a, a well-crafted magazine feature is is a nice thing to, to read and a nice thing to look at. And, and it's something that other websites try and replicate it. They haven't really managed to do so so far. Um, I don't know whether people are going to get tired of reading thousands of blogs of sort of semi-professional some i mean some of them are excellent some of them are the ramblings of madmen um whether people are going to get tired of that and move back to the magazine sphere i i don't know i i guess i doubt it that'd be nice if they did but at the same time there is a lot of very very good internet journalism out there i, I think the trouble is there's so much of it now and gaming seems to inspire very passionate and fevered reaction from people um you know you just take youtube comments on any sort of game review and it's slightly hysterical and largely abusive um so it's it's difficult to moderate the the readers it's difficult to moderate the writers i think you know there's just as a consumer of games journalism you need to know where to look and who to trust and i think that's the thing that good sites and good magazines will continue to do is foster trust and respect from their readership and that's i guess that's why people keep coming back and, and hopefully we can do that and, and keep doing that via both the magazine and the website how did you get uh, your job at official playstation magazine you said you used to be a, a staff writer how did that come about uh yeah so i um i'd done a little bit of freelance work and a little bit of work experience at a couple of places in london and then i came to bath which is where we're based for a two-week work experience stint and I think it was it must have been December 2009 um, and so I did two weeks and then I went away and then I was asked back to do uh, in-office freelance for a month initially and then that got extended and extended and it was about three months I was there in the end and then um, a staff writer's job opened up because there was a bit of a reshuffle at the time because we were launching First Play which was the uh, downloadable magazine on of course has now evolved into sort of PlayStation Access, which is very good. Um, and so, yeah, Starfighter's job opened up, which uh, I got, and that was it, really. And then ever since then, it's just been a case of, um, you know, moving on and up. I took over as reviews editor about a year after that, and then about a year after that, I became deputy editor. Fantastic. So do you do anything besides official PlayStation magazine? Is it a Monday to Friday job or do you do extra freelance stuff in the evening or how does that work? Um, yeah, so I do do freelance for uh, other magazines within the future stable. Um, we're not generally allowed to write game stuff for sort of rival brands. As mm -hmm. we do. It's 
that wouldn't make any sense. But we write um, for each other to some extent. So some of my work has been in you know Edge and Games Master and uh, PSN3 before it's um, before it closed down. Uh, I obviously write for us online and on the site. Uh, and I have had a couple of things um, that have gone elsewhere. Like I did a piece for the Sun a couple of weeks ago, three four weeks ago, something like that. So yeah, I do. Um, I do freelance uh, here and there. Um, yeah, I mean the job keeps me pretty busy. Um, it's a Monday to Friday, and sometimes a Saturday, and sometimes still quite late in the evening for a deadline kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I like I like to do freelance as well, and, and kind of get my get my work in, in other places. That's always always good. Mm-hmm. So, had you always wanted to work in the gaming industry? Did you did you go to university with that goal in mind, or did you go to university at all? No, not well. No, I did. I didn't go with that in mind. I went right. to university not um, having a clue what I wanted to do. I went. I studied um, philosophy and theology at Oxford, so nice to, um, to gaming, and I simply did that because I found it very interesting. And it was a, an academic pursuit rather than a vocational one. And then I left, and then I thought, oh, I've got to get a job now. What do I want to do? I worked in the film production business for a while, hated that, and then got out of that, and then decided that I should try writing stuff. Uh, so I initially thought I might go down the sort of film journalism route. Um, and I did a little bit of that here and there, uh, and then, yeah, like I said, a, a someone I met while I was working somewhere else just said, I know some people at Official PlayStation Magazine, uh, and I've, I've been a reader of the magazine sort of on and off since way back in the day. I remember buying, my first issue was the issue where they had the Tomb Raider demo, and I must have played that demo like 50 times probably before the game came out. So I sort of knew the writers, I knew the magazine, I knew the tone, <clears throat> and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of ended up there. Um, I've always liked games. I, I wouldn't say I'm like an obsessive gamer, but I've always been into games and, and kind of enjoyed them. And um, yeah, like I say, I've always been a big fan of the magazine and the people who write for it. So it was, it was something of a dream job, even if I didn't really realise it uh, sort of in the preceding years, I guess. So I feel, I feel very lucky. I, I, I do love my job. It's a, a lot of fun. I work with some really good people. Mm. What are you currently playing at the moment? Um, can I tell you this? Maybe I can. Um, well, the magazine that's about to go on sale has my Tomb Raider review in it. Okay. Which you can also see on the website. That's probably the most high-profile thing uh, I've played and reviewed this year, um, and I very much enjoyed that. And I will very shortly be doing my review of Bioshock Infinite. Wow. So that's going to be a big one. I was a big fan of the Bioshock series. Uh, I'm excited to put pen to paper or <laughs> finger to keyboard, I suppose, as it is. It's real. It actually exists now. It's real and actually exists. And I played, like I said, I played the first few hours um, just before Christmas and mm. very much enjoyed it, uh, as I wrote about in a feature. And so I'm very much excited to see uh, where it goes from there. Fantastic. I can't wait to read it. Um, so, just just some general questions. What's your favourite console and game of all time? Doesn't have to be PlayStation specific. Um, my favourite game of all time. Uh, it's a bit cliche. It's probably Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Or the original Deus Ex. Right. Those are probably my two. I think console-wise, I think the PS2 in terms of uh, breadth of quality games. PS2 and maybe Super Nintendo I guess because um, right. I had a Super Nintendo uh, back in back in my youth and uh, 
I love that. So yeah, they're probably my two favorite consoles and my two favorite games. Finally, do you have any advice to burgeoning game journalists? Yeah, um, I get asked this question a lot and I get quite a lot of emails from people who want to get involved in the industry and I can completely understand why because it's very fun uh, and if you're into games and you, know, you can make a living writing about them, that's great. Um, I think the thing a lot of people do is they sort of start writing about games before they can write well about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honing your ability as a writer is more important in the initial phase than being sort of up to date with the latest games news or, or trying to necessarily write, say, a review or something like that of a game. Um, it's far more important to actually be able to write well about you know anything um, rather than necessarily about the thing you want to go into, which is why, although what I did at university and at school is seemingly totally irrelevant to what I do now, there was a lot of writing, um, you know, and a lot of kind of honing my ability to make arguments and put you know, put pieces of writing and extended pieces of writing together. So I think that did help. Um, and a part of being good at writing is reading a lot. So I'd say to people, read a lot, read a lot of people you admire. Um, and again, not just in games journalism, but, you know, read fiction and non-fiction and, and kind of figure out why the, you like the people who you do and what they do well and how they construct their, their prose or, or whatever it is that they're writing um, and take that on board and, and like I say learn to be a writer rather than specifically a games writer because I think if you do that you will A have more chance of becoming a games writer and B you will be able to transfer those skills somewhere down the line which you'll inevitably probably have to do because I don't think many people are still writing about games when they're 50 or 60. Mm. Well that's fantastic that's all the questions I've got for you John. Do you want to pimp the magazine and where people can find it and the online stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So people should uh, head to officialplaystationmagazine.co.uk where there is a lot of news and reviews and video features and a lot of good stuff. Um, Our next issue of the magazine goes on sale on the 15th of March um, with the PS4 controller and big PS4 special uh, on the cover. And people should get that. And uh, yeah, all good. Fantastic, thank you very much. That's no problem. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. UK.